0: Hello everyone, we are back here at the uh, Gilberto Silva, the Invisible Wall Show. Me and my friend Tim Chase from Standing Town, he looks great today, it's a nice face, you know, I think he slept quite well, after the last two days it was not so good for him. I think he made some note notes from there and he got kicked, he, he, he didn't want to tell me, but um, today I'm very happy to see him smiling, not have any problems. How are you, my friend?
1: I nice to have you back. Yeah, good to see you, mate. Oh, yes, I'm better than I was two days ago. I, did my, I hurt my back. I've got a long history of having a bad back. I had an operation on it about 10 years ago. Um, and I'd love to say that it was I, my back, I hurt my back like wrestling a shark or fighting with a crocodile or fighting off some intruders for the house. Um, what happened, though, was I did my shoelaces up. That was it. I bent down to do my shoelaces. That's it. <laughs> Getting old sucks, man. I'm not even 40 yet.
0: Yeah, it's not... um, Well, the good thing you have uh, good people around, you know? The little Ben helps you. Elena, this is fantastic.
1: Well, do you know what? Ben thinks it is a weakness. So my son, who's seven, thinks it's a weakness. (laughs) He now knows I can't fight back. So he'll come and hit me with with a pillow and then run off. Uh, (laughs) But yeah.
0: He can have have a go on on you because um, what I... I know. Last week, you had, he had a very bad haircut from you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it actually wasn't too bad. But, um, but yeah, no, he wasn't very happy. He was very concerned when he was having it done. Because uh, I said I was going to do it the same as me. Because he, he used to have, go, Dad, I want the same haircut as you. It was short on the sides, long in the middle. And he wanted that haircut, and he's staying with it. And I said, do you want a haircut on like my neck? Absolutely not. So I was saying, right, I'm gonna, <laughs> if you keep messing around and not moving your head, I'm going to shave it all off like mine. Uh, so he was deeply concerned until he managed to get off the chair. But, um, yeah, yeah, we're all good. So, yeah, my back's better now because I've got some really strong painkillers. So if I start, my apologies to all the listeners, if I start talking about something really re- weird and random, if you could just bring me back down to earth and remind me what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, that would, uh, it's okay. that'd be great. How are you? Yeah, everything's okay. Everything's okay. You know, I think, um, as we spoke in the last few weeks about this quarantines, Striving, many people mad, you know, about what they, they should do, what they shouldn't do, you know, during the day, what's a concern and so on. But it looks like um, things are setting down in many parts of the world, you know, people are speaking. So, I don't know, maybe <laughs> I'm not following so much the news, but it uh, seems like yeah, many people are talking a bit less about coronavirus. But why I'm saying that because um, because we have seen you know indication that football is is returning in some other some place like in England here Brazil, and it seems like uh, we are changing our attention you know instead of thinking and talk so much about coronavirus, we start to talk about football, the return about maybe finishing the season, we start you know uh, uh, for example, here in Brazil, we start again the local competition you know, from each state, and um, then we start to change our mindset a little bit. You know? But of course, we have to. Even though when we talk about it, about uh, this possibility, about the return of football, it's important that uh, mention um, about uh, the recommendation the clubs and the players and staff. Everyone has to follow. Make sure the players and staff are going to be safe in um, this new time of football.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yes, it was announced yesterday afternoon that the Premier League's back on the seventeenth of June, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Man City Arsenal one of the first games?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yesterday, I watched a fun video at one of, I think, Arsenal fans' page. And uh, showing that on uh, Arsenal, for you know, they, it's like uh, you know, a comedy video. They say, Oh, we are happy of having the Premier League back, you know, the fans, you know, celebrate. I you know, like celebrating a the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you start to get sad, you know, see, Oh, we have Manchester City, oh, change the mood.
1: Maybe we could do like a live show where we're watching it and, and you and me are commentating on the Man City Arsenal game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We obviously wouldn't be able to show the screen, but you and me could be sitting in our TV at your house and my TV at my house, and we could be doing like a commentary and talking about it. That'd be quite cool.
0: It'd be nice, it'd be nice. I think. Uh, especially now, because we have to celebrate the, the return of football.
1: Absolutely. Obviously,
0: you know, in, in Germany, they start, which is, is very good, you know, from what I understood, seems like um, it's going well, despite the fact, you know, uh, there is no fun, or whatever. But it uh, seems like uh, they, they are not having any, any other problem, any other concern regarding coronavirus. But, um, you know, of course, for English football, for um, fans of Premier League, they, have, they must be very happy to, to see the return of uh, the Premier League. And um, for, for Arsenal, now, Manchester City fans you know, enjoy uh, you know, a good game. I hope they, they, they have a good game. And despite the fact... Um, you know there's not going to be fun it be, be really weird isn't
1: it really weird you can hear strange. how rude the, you can hear how rude the players are to the referee
0: <laughs> exactly I think uh, you know hope they they switch off the microphones on the side of the field <laughs> <laughs> have to be
1: constantly bleeping it or they won't be able to show the video they won't be able to show it live it had to be after 10 o'clock at night yes, uh, but exactly yeah, I'm looking strange. forward to the, I, I did a blog um, about two or three weeks ago because football was my life. I think I said to you, football was my life. So it's Friday, Saturday morning, wake up and watch soccer end with my two boys. Then Saturday afternoon, we'll go to the park and play football. Sunday morning, I'd take him to coach his football team. Sunday afternoon, I'd cook us a, a big dinner and then we'll watch one, maybe two football matches. So the whole weekend was around football. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, and now there's, it's like we like to talk to each other. <laughs> we found out how boring we really are. Um, so yeah, so as soon as that football uh, it's back on the TV. I'm locking the lounge door, getting a big crate of beer. And there's nothing to be, not going to be anything on the football on the TV except football for about seven weeks.
0: Yeah, it's been, um, it's been hard for everyone, but it um, seems like things are starting to get better. Yeah. And uh, let's see, you enjoy, you know, from now on the Premier League back and uh, not give so much trouble to Elena. She'll be uh, very happy.
1: I don't ever going to happen. <laughs> it's always going to be an issue but, with me around.
0: <laughs> I think I'm the, biggest, so you know, I'm the biggest
1: child in the family,
0: unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, but you know, as um, as long we in uh, the next, you know, the next few hours, we are going to celebrate the start of Premier League, and um, we have something very interesting to talk about today. Yes, and honestly, very hard conversation because. Um, as we, we start to do my ultimate 11, you are choosing yours as well from Brazil. We are struggling because um, we are doing for, for the players for all history, you know, from different generations. And now we, in this position here, now talk about the midfielders. I, I, can, I can bring you a list of I don't know how many players. I have a big list here. But um, for sure somebody will be unhappy with me after I, I tell, you know, to, to people what I I found out here, what I, I choose and I, I put in the list. I struggle, my friend. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's unbelievable. So hard. No, it's, it's so hard because there's so many good players over the history.
1: It's, it's, it's and each and every single one of them is a legend. It's not like there's one Player who's like a little bit better how do you how do you choose between um, so Ronaldinho Rivaldo Kaka how do you choose one player out of that I think I think initially it sounded like a really good idea and a lot of fun the more and more we do this the more stressed I get
0: <laughs> now, when anyway. I came out with, when I came out with my list here run through it you know I don't know what I'm going to do honestly I think I I need to speak to FIFA to change the rule <laughs> yeah. for this ultimate level. may put you know have like 15 players, 16, I don't know. Or maybe
1: you do it like change. American football. We've got defenders yeah. and attackers. One whole team of defenders mm-hmm.
0: and another whole team of attackers. <laughs> or or change what we have done the, from the last show yeah. because last time we we chose about we chose the defenders. Yeah. And uh, maybe instead of having Two, two, center backs. They yep, choose one <laughs> or oh, nobody. I'll be the one there close <laughs> and put everyone attacking. It's yeah. not it's not going to be bad, you know.
1: It's good I fun. I don't
0: know. I am sure I don't th- I don't think you are going to defend well. <laughs> but <laughs> the good thing is that we have we have a chance to score a lot of goals. it so, will probably be
1: like t- the score will be like 10-9. Something like that. <laughs> <It'd> be, <laughs> It'd be fantastic. Amazing.
0: Imagine oh, a game like this. Would be It'd be like a basketball Perfect. match. Perfect for the fans, you know. It's for a lot of goals, different, uh, uh, you know, skill players. It would be great. Amazing. I'm
1: not. I'm not going to tell you what my formation is until the last episode about with all this. We have got a couple more, but in my formation, you're going to be quite busy. <laughs> so I hope you bought your running shoes.
0: Yeah, I'll make sure I'll, I'll have um, <laughs> a, a very comfortable. Football boots, yeah. just to run all over the place.
1: And some Red Bull. <laughs> 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 nice, let's get cracking Good. with it, shall we? So what are we going exactly. with first? So you had the four-three-three formation, didn't you? Yeah, I had 4 so, um, Have you got a holding midfielder? Which, what, what, player, what position do you want to do
0: next? Uh, let, let's start with the holding midfield Because uh, this, I think, is the easiest part Afterwards, it will be, will be starting complicated.
1: We just put your name yes. in there straight away. Are you? Okay,
0: of course. <laughs> cool. But um, let's start. Oh, oh, let's start with uh, Mauro Silva. Mauro Silva, when,
1: Maur-
0: was he, when did he play? Maur- Silva, yeah, him. Um, in '94, okay. in United States, you know. play. Oh, he, was, he was fantastic. You know? He was like a, a big tank, <laughs> a big tank in the middle. You know, very hard to get past. Very strong, very defensive. You know, very good sense of uh, as a defender, a central midfield you know? to cover the space, and um, was a tough guy in the mi- in the middle. You know, it's like, we, we, he in Brazil, we we call him as a sheriff, you know, he just makes sure the place is safe, nobody could get close to to all the defendants and to the goal. He was, he was a tough one. He played also for for La Coruña for many years, and after, um, you know, uh, a good start here in Brazil.
1: Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, is there another silver in the running for that position?
0: Yes, another silver is me. Yeah, Gilberto Silva, yeah. <laughs> I thought he might be in there. What do you <laughs> think about this is Gilberto Silva? Do you want me really to really give my
1: opinion about Gilberto Silva? <laughs> so, so I've read the game very well, made Patrick Vieira look good. Um, often described as the person carrying the piano to enable the other players to play the music on. Um, no but I think how would I describe you as a because I actually I didn't realise but I've actually seen you play live uh, it was Chelsea versus Arsenal and I can remember looking I can remember seeing it and also seeing you on TV obviously years before we met going fuck that's a really hard bastard do you know what I mean and thinking that when, when you meet <laughs> you in real life you'll become yeah. like a Roy Keane type of character because you were kind of not as bad your tackles you weren't as dirty as, as him but you're, um, but you were kind of that really hard, really physical, physical player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the first time I met you, I was shocked that you were kind of very humble, very quiet spoken. Um, and and it was kind of like this: it doesn't match. Doesn't match. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't match the Gilbert Silver the player. Doesn't match Gilbert Silver the person. Do you know? Does that make sense? Because <laughs> yeah, I always thought yeah, you'd yeah. be like. Aggressive, rude, really outspoken, and Come it was on. exactly that. And it couldn't be more opposite. Um, so, so yeah. So, I would, if I was to describe you um, on the pitch, and the, obviously the games I've seen you play and things, I'd say um, obviously gets around the pitch, reads the game really well, uh, mm. does all the dirty work, um, bad knees, the shit memory.
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, in the end you know after one I uh, saw so everywhere you know on the field to get the piano, you know that, you see this is the problem that caused me you no know, I had to carry the piano quite half sometimes exactly and uh but you have to carry it properly yeah to you know to make sure you do the right job and yeah. uh, yeah, it was great. You, know, you are right. I was outside the pitch, very quiet. I've always been like this, you know, very mm. quiet. And um, me, yeah, on uh, the early days, very shy, very shy.
1: Yeah.
0: I think football helped me a lot in terms of uh, um, improve my communication because then I had to be in part of the group, you know, different groups and uh, coaches, players, staff and so on. Yeah. Then I improved my, my communication. Was good because otherwise I could not find a girlfriend I guess, I guess. I guess. I guess winning
1: the World Cup is going to do a lot for your confidence, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you no, no not,
0: not much. Honest, not much. You know, it's about because my, my family. Yesterday I was I was talking to my daughter about it, and my wife because on my wife's side, everyone is very talkative. Yeah, they talk a I lot. My wife, my wife. My wife. You know. I. You. You have met her you understand what i 'm talking about you know my my brother in law he talks so much and very loudly i'm very quiet spoken my on my family side you know, my father, my mom my three sisters everyone you know very soft spoken very very low voice people are they are very shy sometimes they are very introverted. yeah you know they you know, the, this is the, the way you we were raised, raised. That's probably and, why you work.
1: Uh, she can do all the yeah, talking and you can do all the listening.
0: But, exactly. But, <laughs> um, you know, translate you know, what I have to do in football is uh, opposite. i still quite on the field, do my job, you know, as I have to do. Especially in this position, I have to be not mad, but um, tough when I have to
1: yeah, well, it's quite. A hu- I guess it's quite a humble position, isn't it? You don't get any glory for it. You never um, the one that scores the match-winning goal or anything like that. It is a bit really unglamorous type of position, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which no, perfect, right. which is kind of describes you and your personality really. So your personality was perfect for that type of role.
0: Yeah, you have to be quiet that just do your job properly, you know, because in um, the end of the day, I knew that I would not have any glory, and in spite of the fact the You fact said winning the World that... Cup.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is a difference. Are you in the Premier League and beaten, yeah. Then they talk about you. But, um, you know, uh, played there in this position, one thing you have to be sure is that uh, people will not pay much attention about what you do until the moment you are not there. Yeah,
1: this is the point. exactly.
0: This happened to me at Arsenal in with Brazil national team because uh, until they find somebody now, for example, with Brazil, they have um, like Casemiro, they have Bernardinho, looks like Fabinho and Fred is going to be you know, the next players for the, for the yeah. position. But uh, until they find them, you know, was a little gap, gap, in this position, but at Arsenal, especially now, I still receive a lot of message from Arsenal fans say that uh, they never replace, uh, you know, myself. They, they replace me, play in that position. You now, when I look back you now after I I left Arsenal, uh, until now, you know, if you see the players they, they brought to the club, they are very different style. And uh, then people start to realize oh, he was there some moment, he didn't pay notice. Yeah. But I uh, you know it's, uh, it's part of football because uh, there is another players, you know, like strikers, uh, attacking midfields, when they score a goal, they are more observed on the field. This is the reality of uh, a player in this position, you have to, to be happy to be there, do your job, at the end of the day, you don't have much credit. But um, you have to understand what you have to do to make sure you do your job properly.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: So, another one, my friend here. So, yeah, so,
1: so, oh yeah next one.
0: Oh, this one is cool. Oh, I, I really admire him. He's a very tough guy. Strong personality. was a captain. He was my manager also in 2010. Dunga. Eh. Right. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Dunga.
1: Yeah, so Dunga's, uh, gonna, Dunga's getting my vote. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, for my opinion, he was... Um, uh, many, many times I've heard from journalists, know, journalists, especially in Brazil, talk very bad about him. Uh, in terms of uh, putting him the, the fault of uh, uh, not achieving the result in 1990 mm-hmm. World Cup. Put a fault on him, you know, because they call Dunga's generation, Dunga's generation fault, you know, failed, and put a fault on him because they didn't achieve, you know, what they want. But this is, is very unfair to a person who dedicates so much for, for the country. Mm-hmm. And um, after f- uh, four years, in '94, he was captain. He they won the, the World Cup and um, I think for him it was like uh, wow it's amazing because after all the criticism I overcame all the all the all the criticism all the the bad feelings all the the bad circumstances I, I have gone through in the past years because it's so heavy to put um, this for you know to, to just to, uh, to one player I don't think so. It's, uh, I think it was very unfair. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I think yeah, because I remember him as a player as well. Um, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs because I don't know what Brazil was saying about him. <clears throat> but yeah, he's I remember him, and he was one in my shortlist as well. So yeah, what a player.
0: Yeah, I really like him. For me, what he was a you know a leader. You know, on his style, his way. The way he used to do things, and uh, then when I worked with him for um, 2010 World Cup in South Africa, it was amazing. The way you know he trusts me, because I remember um, you know the, the season of uh, 07 or 08, my last season at Arsenal, I didn't play many games, and he kept he kept me in the team you know he's still calling me for the national team for the preparation and i got so much criticism from the media yeah, and yeah. Uh, once, he, once he told to, to them he trust me he was going to still bring me to because i was on one of the players he trusts very much i was you know surprised of course because on his position maybe not the manager would bring somebody else to relieve the press, uh, release the pressure on him, but uh, he just kept uh, bringing the players that he believes could do the the a good job, you know, for, for the team. Yeah. thought about the team.
1: Well, in that position, you need responsibility, reliability, don't you? You need to, and consistency.
0: Well, the consistency is very important. I, when you have the, the players in this position. You know, that can do the hard work, and um, it's very consistent. It's very important.
1: Mm-hmm. So bear yeah. in mind, when you're yeah. sl- not really what we're doing, talking about at the moment. But when obviously your role is consistency, hard work, uh, and a large proportion of your role is working really hard. When you see, I'm not going to say ask you to name any players, but you know there is always a player in the team who's a little bit lazy, and sometimes decides he's having a shit game and doesn't put hard work in. Does that affect you? Would you just go, that's him, that's what he is. I say, focus on mine. Does it affect you and does it affect the team when your, say, star player or one of your main attackers sulks for eventually and gets upset and, and doesn't perform?
0: The point for me is that uh, when they do it for maybe one game, two games, you know, maybe it's a bad day. There, there are other things when they do it constantly. Yeah. You know, they play, let's say, if they play Almost every every week, uh, once a week, you know, in every game they play, they they have this inconsistency in their games. You know, they are so up and down. This at some point can cause a problem my position because uh, then if they don't have, don't do that job properly, they don't work hard. You know, to to fill their position. Sometimes you know. One thing i've learned you know with Carlos Alberto Barreira, which uh, helped me a lot uh, back in two thousand and six World Cup in Germany once we were training and he said to to me he you know just put me in a position in the, in the center of uh, the, uh, of the field you know for example, have the two center backs I was in the middle of them if you for example as a attacking midfield, come with the ball, if I'm not very close to, to get the ball immediately from you, what I should do instead of running towards you, desperate to get the ball, stay in front of the ball. Yeah. You know? Uh, cut the, 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 pep, the, the, the pass. Yeah. Because as long as you stay in front of the ball, if the guy is trying to find the striker for them to pass the ball, you can be there just to cut the pass.
1: If he, moves a
0: li- yeah, if he moves a little bit on the side, just move together and start to get the space shorter for him, you know, to start to get close of him. Just about, you know, you have to be smart as well. It's not about tackling, not yeah. only about tackling somebody, but you have to be smart just to fill the space and close, you know, with the intelligence. You can use your brain, you have to use your brain, not yeah. only your body the tackle
1: yeah interesting but, uh,
0: but uh, for sure you know if the, the, the player don't do his job properly you know maybe for one game it's alright as long as this player is the guy who scores a goal he's going to score every time and yeah. then he compensates one thing with another but if he, this is not the case he starts to drive everyone mad
1: yeah because there, yeah, there was one player that I always felt the same thing was Nicholas Anelka was amazingly talented, amazingly fast, great finisher, but he would just suddenly turn off in games and be upset and would almost like behave like a child during mm-hmm. a game. And I was going, if, if that was one of my teammates, I'd be going absolutely mad at him. But he just said was that, that was in his personality. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, some players, they got this personality because they believe, you know, they can do, the, okay, I don't need to run very much behind the, the midfielders when you don't have the ball, but I'm sure I'm going to score, but it's not always like this. Yeah. And um, I, I've seen um, Arsene speak about about him once, and um, about Anelka. He said he, you know, he dropped very much when he started I Believe that he was like a number 10. Because right. I think uh, on Arsene's mind, Anelka is like... A, Striker, one of the strikers. Yeah. Uh, when he decide he wants to be like a number ten, you know, he started change his game and uh, was not the same player. He he believed he he was.
1: Was he there at the same time as Henri? I
0: think I think Henri came after him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so.
1: Imagine how fast that but that forward line would be and Elka and Thierry Henry running at you. Well, it
0: would be amazing to have a ball for yeah, them.
1: You would have to do anything yeah. just pass to the ball and you can sit on the halfway. Nah, just, <laughs> just
0: get a ball and pass to them. It's a big ball
1: over It'd the top. Uh, yeah, right, imagine. so any more players for holding midfielder is it that three? Those yeah,
0: three? I have another one. Okay. Uh, I put in here to this position was Emerson.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Emerson. That's um, very interesting and curious case between us because uh, in the World Cup, I replaced him. Oh, yeah. You know, this is, um, he was the captain. You know, uh, it, it's so hard because uh, he was uh, back in the, in the squad in 1988 in France. And uh, he was, I think, uh, he went there to replace Romário. Yeah. I'm not wrong. He replaced Romário yeah. uh, in the squad. And then for 2002, he was the captain. Right. Until the day, You know, one day before we start the the World Cup against Turkey, he got an injury and uh, missed his, uh, an opportunity to be a World Cup winner. It's so sad, you know? it's so yeah. hard because uh, what's has that been rough, though, preparation. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it worked. I was. Yeah, it was then squad. You know. If it was not me, it would be somebody else. Yeah. I was picked by... By by Scolari. and um, but you know as I can uh, many many times you know I told to myself how frustrated it was for him yeah. not be there such a great player like him, you know uh, great character good guy, and um, then one day before I start the competition get injury and uh, miss an opportunity after all the preparation, you know. After that, um, we have a few times together. You know, for 2006 World Cup, we he, then he came back to the squad. He won the, the Confederations Cup. He was in the squad for 2006 uh, World Cup in Germany. And uh, cu- curious uh, again, I replaced him against Ghana. He got an injury on his um, his ankle, something like that, or his knee. I' not so sure now. And then I played the second, the second half against Ghana, and stayed in the squad you know, when, when I lost to, to France. And but, you know, but um, it's so frustrating,, you know, not seeing him, uh, you know, let's say, in the squad. You know It works for me in terms of uh, being part of the team and so on, but you know you see how many good players we have in this position. you know? This list,
1: amazing, That's one. really tough. Well, it's yeah. not, I don't think it's going to get any easier.
0: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so, what
1: should I do next? Uh, Left midfield, right midfield. Now,
0: now we start to get mad, my friend. Yeah, because, um, on this, this part here, I don't know, I don't know what, what we're going to do. <laughs> really don't know when uh, we start to talk about the players.
1: Here. So let's the position by position. So let's go left midfield next or right midfield.
0: We can put them anywhere. I think
1: if we break it, but I think because there's so many players, potential players, it's just going to be crazy yeah. to try and do it. Just by well, anyone anywhere. I think if we do a left midfield and the players that could play there, and then right midfield, at least break it into two with the players we have left. Yeah. But my count, there must be at least ten players for these two positions.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. We have, like, uh, Rivaldo.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, what to say about Rivaldo? <laughs> For me, he was, like, um, the best player in the World Cup 2002, despite the fact Ronaldo won uh, as the best player in the competition. But in my opinion, Rivaldo was very he was important. He was the best player. He was amazing, you know? This is another one. You know, uh, what, what can I say about Rivaldo? Everyone knows everything I say about him, you know. It's just, but
1: is there? Yeah, I don't even know. What, you don't. Do you know what I, mean? I don't even. It's the same with a lot of these players. I don't know where to start with my questions about them. Do you know what I mean? So, what was he like? Well, it's not not talking about as a player because we all know what he's like as a player. Yeah. What was he like as a person?
0: Well, Rivaldo, he was um, he was very very shy. Was he? Was very shy, shy person, you know. But of course, he he interacted to to everyone, and uh, but he was very shy, and um, but um, he he got a very strong personality, you know. Was um, he listened to him many times, now to see how um, how sad was, you know, about um, the criticism he he got from the media and uh, sometimes you know when we start to to think about um, the way some some guys from the media behave towards him it's kind of uh, it's very tough because he came from a region up north in brazil where there is a lot of good players came from from there that the region up north northeast of brazil mm-hmm. You know, the criticism he got compared to the other guys who were more in the center of uh, the country, like Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, for example, the criticism he he received compared to this was incredible, ridiculous.
1: What was the criticism he was getting then?
0: Uh, They they didn't give you the credit he deserves. Right. You know, at some point, many people questioned if it was because... uh, of the region he came from, from north, this kind of discrimination okay. because of the region. But uh, he done amazing things. You know? he, so what do I
1: think the people from the north are not as good as people from the south, or?
0: Yeah, south or, or the central, okay. like São Paulo and Rio, for example. Some, sometimes you know people see what he was doing, but they they don't want. It seems like they don't want to give him the credit he deserves. Sometime, you know, listening to him was, we could see he was very, very sad about it. But uh, on the other hand, he was very determined mm-hmm. to achieve what he wants. I
1: suppose some players would use that as, as motivation to show them yeah. what to do.
0: Exactly. I think this is the best way. I think this is the best way. Uh, you have to use it in a positive way and uh, not think so much about. Uh, about the others, because some of the, those people who criticize you, they, they cannot be in your, in your position to understand exactly what's going on, how difficult it is to achieve what you have done, to be there, you know, to cross the ball, to control when you have oppression, somebody behind you. you know, some of them don't have this, this sense of uh, understanding. Okay. Well, he was uh, he he got a strong character to hold this pressure. Okay. Next. Next. Ronaldinho or oh, Jogi? Oh no, Ronaldinho leaves later. And here we have like. Rivelino. Uh, Rivelino. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. I, I was. I was a little boy, I have seen him play for Corinthians with his left foot, he was amazing. Mm. You now the, the ability he got was something very special, very unique. And um, his free kick, how strong yeah. <laughs> he was, you know. harder than Professor Carlos. Uh, oh, on, on his time compared to Roberto Carlos. You know, and uh, I, once I remember Par- Parreira, I think, I'm not wrong, let me make sure I have the right, right information. But um, I think once Parreira told him that um, he was playing with Pelé. I think Play with Pelé. Pelé was on the wall, you know, uh, the foul for, for Brazil and Riverino was going to take. And Pelé told him to hit him
1: on no. the wall.
0: And uh, in the moment he, he gets the ball, to hit the ball, Pelé, you know, move the wall when the ball passed where Pelé was. Really? quality group. was something nice. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. But his quality, you know, was, was fantastic. I saw, I watched him play, I think, you know, almost at the end of his career something like that. But uh, we could see his ability, his quality was something fantastic. Yeah. he was great.
1: What you're saying about Rivellino's free kick hitting the player? Roberto Carlos used to do the same thing, didn't he?
0: He said, "Who's angry in your face?" (laughs) He tried this, you know. Kleberson told me this the other day. You know, he always tried to get last man in the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, he didn't hit anybody. Otherwise, I don't know the result. The result was not going to be good. <laughs> not great.
1: Uh, so, Rivaldo Rivellino. Who's next? Yeah,
0: Rivaldo. Well, Rivaldo Rivellino. We can put in for this position Tostão. Stone. Oh, stone, He was great. You know, I haven't seen much of him because I was little. But all the information and uh, some videos of him. You know, for he he was could see that uh, he was fantastic you know in the way he does things on the field he was very 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 intelligent person as well you know and uh, I think he scored he scored for Brazil in the 70s Mm -hmm. I think it was the the final Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but uh, he was a very important player for for the team. Very well respected person in Brazil because um he's still um, I think he's still writing out for a newspaper. Okay. And for a long, long time he's been a commentator. Very well respected here in the country.
1: Okay.
0: Nice. Mm. Who's next? My man, my friend, my friend, my friend, it's not easy. <laughs> this, is a, this is a it's actually really nice man. It's really yeah really this stressful. this is a. This is very stressful. Then let's put uh, Djalminha to be on the left. And we have four players Mm. to be on the left. Djalminha, oh, he was brilliant. (laughs) What a great player he was. Djalminha was like, you know, it seems like he was, he got like a nice suit. But he was like a, a ballet dance. Really. Playing football, you know how
1: how beautiful like it was. Like you know?
0: yeah, exactly, it was beautiful to watch him play football. Seems like he was uh, playing football with his friend at the weekend. Yeah. You know, but the difference because <laughs> the game was three points mm. and the competition it was a ballpark. And um, exactly. <laughs> And he missed a, a chance to go to the World Cup in 2002 because he fought with uh, Luis Aragonese. He's right. coach, uh, his manager at um, La Coruña. And um, we went together to one of uh, friendly mates before the World Cup in I think, Saudi Arabia. And he scored uh, the goal, the free kick. If you see the facility, he, he made this free kick. Unbelievable. He was... Um, You know, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to to watch Jaminha play. The facility he got to find a player, to give assistance, and to make the dribble, and to pass one to play. You know, to players, the ability of him was something very, very unique.
1: Okay, fantastic. Any more players?
0: Well, for the left, I still have, like, here, Alex. You know, I can, I can put Alex in here. Alex, um, you know, uh, he was not part of the um, 2002 uh, team, but um, he could be there. You know, he could be part of the team. Mm-hmm. I think the expectation of him, and uh, from many, many people in Brazil, was that he was going to, to have his chance. Been squad, you know, he has been in many occasions uh, select with uh, from Vandeleu uh, Luxembourg before Scolari many many times, and then even with uh, Scolari, he has been selected a few times. Who was uh, for many many people a bit, uh, big surprise that he was not in the squad in the final list and. Um, but um, on that time, the, you know, you see, I mentioned two, two players here was not in the list for 2002, Djalmin and Alex. They were brilliant. You know, it was amazing. Amazing players. You know, the quality. Alex is, on, is a proper number 10, like Djalmin. You know, is a proper one. They could find a player very easy, you know, to give an assistant. He could score goals. Alex... In spite of the fact he, he was a left foot player, but he could uh, score a lot with his right foot. And those also his head. Massive head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> massive head. Nice. OK, so left midfield, you have Rivaldo, Rivellino, Tostou, Dijamin and Alex.
0: Yeah, we have five players? Yeah. Oh my
1: God. Mamma mia. We need to lose one of those.
0: Yeah. Well, be hard, you see. The good thing for any manager, because these players were not in the same generation, otherwise well, yeah. it would be very, very tough. Yeah. Well, on the, la- the right one... Well, no, Hang on, be- we
1: can only have four players.
0: Only? Oh, wow.
1: Who's getting the axe early?
0: This is tough.
1: Is it going to be Alex, because he didn't actually make it to the World Cup?
0: Yeah, let's let's put Alex. Let's sacrifice. See you later, him. Alex. <laughs> I'm sacrificing. Mm,
1: nice, cool, oh, mate. Right midfield. This is going to be impossible.
0: I think I put. Uh, well mamma mia, mamma mia, Mamma mia. Let's start with Ronaldinho. Yeah, Ronaldinho oh, for me. He was simple genius
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> genius genius you know it's not uh, it's not so difficult to talk about him about uh, his game but at some point it's not so easy mm. because uh, i w- i was together with him you know in the national team in many occasions even after the world cup in 2002 but also together at atletico Mineiro. And But uh, the good thing about him, because he's a very humble person. despite yes. the fact, you know, he, the player he was and uh, what he represents, you know, he was very humble, very simple guy. You know, he's like to, to enjoy being there in this atmosphere and uh, do the best he could. All the time I remember him, oh, let's have fun in the game. Let's, let's have fun. Let's enjoy the game. No, let's win, but let's enjoy. This think is a good if, thing of him.
1: I think if you could think of which Brazilian footballer complete kind of sums up Brazilian what people think of Brazilians, like fun, uh, all about having fun. I think Ronaldinho playing football sums up how people feel about Brazil. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's like um, it's no, like a rhythm
1: to him. Um, very expressive, really good fun. I think he, he. If you name a player that you that you think makes sure remind you of Brazil as a country, it'll be probably Ronaldinho.
0: Well, for sure, when I look at at him, you know, on his face, you know, he's always smiling, he always happy, and it's on the music Yeah, probably. But he was he was it was part of his his character as well. You know, always happy, always relaxed, and. He just wanted to, to enjoy, have fun, and play football in the best way he could, you know, like he was playing on the street with his friends. And uh, this for me was uh, something unique of him. His ability was something very special. You know, it's a, it's a gift from God, in my opinion. And um, as you mentioned, you know, the, he was a reflection of what many people think about uh, Brazil football. You know, like Joga Bonito, as yeah. starting back in 2006, 2005. You know, he was then squad him Robinho and some other players, and uh, you know, play play for fun, just want to have fun, play football, what's, play serious football.
1: Yeah, what's um what's the the most incredible thing you've seen him do either on the pitch or in training?
0: Oh, I have seen so many. Really. I have seen so many things, you know, but um, for me, one thing that um, is is very good to talk about him is the facility he got to absorb the pressure, all the pressure around him, without get stressed, you know, on the pitch outside because it's not so easy, you know. Um, I remember here when when we played together for Atlético Mineiro for one year. You now we spend more time together than the national team. You know, everywhere, you know, when we have to travel, he in the airport, the airport in any place we, we, we've been, you know, everyone expecting him, was waiting for him, you know, a queue of people. He attended everyone, not everyone in general, but uh, he yeah. gave attention to people, take pictures, autograph. In the airport, sometimes it was quite funny. I remember playing. Had a couple of games in South America. We went to place like uh, Mexico and some other places in Argentina. You know, we see the, the police officers. They were there escorting him. You know, just trying to be like protect from the fans, but they want to take pictures. They stopped. <laughs> they were the first. No, have a picture. I have a picture. <laughs> they stopped many times. No? But uh, he, he was uh, also very charismatic. He's a very charismatic person. You know, people love him. This is fantastic because he's so humble. You know, when you see the, his attitude, talk to people and attend people, you don't believe he's Ronaldinho. Mm. The guy from the woods, so watch him play football, doing some fantastic things on the field.
1: Amazing. So,
0: yeah. who's next? <laughs> I put Zico. Zico. Mama mia, mama mia.
1: he's so I remember so is he in the 70s
0: uh, I think it was part of 82 because he's, two. he's
1: one I remember seeing a video of him when I was really young and he's one of the first memories I see I've seen of um, a, a footballer comp- that left me speechless I must have been about five or six mm-hmm. um, and I can remember watching it and just not, not under, being able to understand what he was doing. Do you know what I mean? That, that's not football. He's not doing football there. Do you know what I mean? It was just so <laughs> incredible to watch. Uh, so Zico was, Zico was almost the first person on my list for my team.
0: Uh-huh. Zico was brilliant. I, I watched him, you know, on many occasions, you know, uh, growing up, uh, watching him play for Flamengo. He was brilliant, you know. He's also like Ronaldinho, he's a proper number 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, he could score fantasticals from free kicks. You know, many free kicks was amazing. Uh, the way he, he has done that, you know, the facility of him to, uh, to do the free kicks. You know, I remember once he played against Atlético Mineiro. Uh, I was a kid, you know, growing up supporting Atlético Mineiro, me and my father went to somebody's house because they, we didn't have the, the proper signal <laughs> to watch the game. <laughs> and um, then, I think the game was 2-2, it was, I think, on the 80s. Yeah, and uh, he scored you know, a beautiful pick. Mm. Oh, it's amazing, it's amazing. He was amazing, you know, he's unlucky. Uh, he didn't win the World Cup, you know, back in 82. And in the team they, they, they had at that time. They, the team they had in 1982 was, is considered one of the best teams that Brazil had the whole time. But unfortunately, they didn't win. But uh, the way they played football was beautiful. It was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. <sighs> Who's next? This football, this football, my friend. Who's next? Well, Kaká. Kaka, well, Kaká, what, what to you say about Kaka? Kaka was fantastic. He was no,
1: the young bloke well, he joined the 2002
0: squad, right? Exactly, he was the younger one. It was amazing to see him. Uh, with his ability, he was quite skinny. Mm-hmm. But after the World Cup, um, he went to, I think, to Milan and mm-hmm. did fantastic, did so well. You know, his power, you know, when he got the ball, and the sprint past one or two plays in the run. That was something, you know, very very, very unique of him because it's not so easy when you have the ball and be so fast and powerful uh, and dribbling, you know, past one or two plays. He could do it very easily. And many, I, I've watched him many times playing for Milan. We expect him to sprint to the ball, you know, get the ball in the middle, just lift his. Head his head and, um, you know, try to pass somebody and get the ball up front or beat one or two players in the run. was quite easy for him, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I think
1: the best players do, don't they? The best players make it look so easy.
0: Yeah, they, they you know, they find a way to make things uh, work for them on a, on a very easy way. They, they know, they know the way. And this is what those guys. Does you no know, these players you know now also I think all of them basically is I mentioned here after the, 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 the central midfield they are basically number ten. They are very intelligent players, they they think ahead of anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, they
1: always well, want to yeah well, isn't it? Next uh my god
0: Who's one next? more
1: name, you got one more name.
0: I have two here but I'll choose Socrates yes I'll choose Socrates. Socrates, well I've you know he was part of um, the the World Cup in 82 also you know he was a very important player very well respected player and uh, even though after You know, still people talk very highly about him for what he has done for football. Despite the fact, you know, him, like Zico, did you mean the World Cup, but he has done Mm -hmm. so great things for for football. People really admire him, respect what he say. Mm -hmm. And everyone call him Dr. Socrates. He was genius. For for me, he was genius in his position. His ability, his quality of uh, play, I... I've watched, you know, few videos of him um, playing for Corinthians and those national team. It was amazing. He was uh, also a, a real leader,
1: yeah.
0: you know. But then, you know, in this list here, you know, for example, I'll leave after this list. Falcon, you now he's not going to be in the list. Could be you know, Hai, you know, Socrates brother is not. Uh, it's not part of the list. You see how many players, and then you start to think about oh, this player could be in the list. Well, it's not so easy. This one gave gave me a nightmare, you know, a headache.
1: Mate, I think next week's one's gonna be even harder.
0: For sure, for sure. <laughs> 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 I it's don't know process. how many. I don't know how many players I'll have on my list, but it'll be so hard.
1: Yeah. So. To confirm right midfield, we have Ronaldinho,
0: Zico, yeah. Kaka,
1: and Dr. Socrates. So let's yeah. run through those names again. We have holding midfielder uh, Maro Silva, Gilberto Silva, Dunga, and Emerson. Left midfield, Rivaldo, Rivellino, Tustal, and Dijamine. Dijamin. Uh, right Dijamin.
0: midf- yeah.
1: Uh, sorry, Dijaminia. Uh Right midfield, Ronaldinho, Zico, Kaká, and Socrates. That's pretty, pretty. That, that 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 as a team on its own is pretty spectacular. Unbelievable.
0: It's unbelievable.
1: Shocking! It's unbelievable how many how many legendary names. Like, so if you if you were going to go to talk about English football legends, you'd probably have Gary Lineker, maybe Bobby Charlton, uh, George Banks. Bobby Moore, maybe Gazza. And all of those were English listeners. Like, you wouldn't say Gary Lineker was the best striker in the world at that time. Bobby Charlton, you probably would. George Banks, you probably could. But that's maybe five, like, real, real, like, top 10. Top. if you've mentioned the top 30 players in the world ever, maybe three of those were getting it. Yeah? If you named. If these players, if if I reckon, if you look at the top thirty players in the world ever, twenty of them will be Brazilians.
0: Well, we over the over the years, you know, over the history, basically, Brazil uh, football has produced so many talents, so many talents as we have seen here. But you know, despite the fact you know we are when we we finalize, you know this um, this. These episodes with the list and have the, the, the full list, even though you know the the players which uh, are going to be out of the list from the ones we we have been choosing a lot a lot more will not even be in this list we uh, we came with this well, is how how can we for example uh, when we bring for, for the time we are, you know, the, this new generation. I don't see many of this gen- young generation would fit this list.
1: Maybe
0: Neymar, maybe. Neymar, so maybe Neymar, maybe. but not because they are not good players, yeah. because, you know, all these players here, they, was they were amazing. They
1: weren't just great players. They were leaders and they were pioneers. Well, they, they were doing um, something new. Uh, they, they are basically
0: the spine of Brazilian foo- football. Well, that's what know, the foundations of
1: Brazilian football is built on.
0: Exactly. They are, they are the foundation of everything, you know. And when we, we could go back, you know, even more in time and make a research about some other place, players, for example, like uh, centre-back was the, the, the captain of the uh, 70s, Bellini, you know. People talk very hard about him, his leadership, you know. In the to the history, you know, in the in the World Cup edition, the leadership of uh, the players who were part of the squad was something very unique. You know, they were our our main pillars, you know, to what we have built over the the past years you know, until the moment we are. But we have you know, one thing I always tell people: don't forget about our history. You know, okay, you can play modern game, you can play modern football. The style has changed a lot, but don't forget our main strength, our tradition, I what made what yeah, what what we uh, brought us uh, to to the point we are. Don't forget it. Yeah, very important. No, it's um, I'm
1: really enjoying these. It's really good chats. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah.
0: It's been funny. and <laughs> yeah. hard. It's really good. My
1: brain. It's, not, it's the most stressed I've been since I did my exams <laughs> in school. Um, so, yes, yeah, so obviously next week we've got the forward line. So so just to confirm, if you don't know what we're up to, Gilberto and I, or Gilberto, is coming up with the all-time 11 Brazilian. The well, all-time Brazilian 11. Um, so we're going through last week. Check out last week's podcast if you haven't listened to it yet, which was right-backs and centre midfielders and the podcast before that was goalkeepers and right-backs. Uh, so basically going through and then we're giving on Gilberto's social media he's giving fans the chance to have their say about who they think should be in the team. And then at the end of this we're be putting forward um, announcing what Gilberto Silva's Ultimate eleven is. Uh, so yeah, so it's really good fun, mate.
0: Um, it's great again, my friend. It's great again, you know. Uh, very fun. It's very... For me, very, it's very good to talk about these this players here you who know, came out today in this list. And despite the fact some of them are not going to be in the list, we miss some others who are not here in the list because they have also great things. But remind those players the way they play is, um, is a fantastic feeling. Bring me back, you know, to like uh, the, as a fan. You know, from point of view, you know, to sit somewhere, even in my living room or be in stadiums, watching those guys play football. Mm. It's like, a, it's, a, it's a gift. It's a gift for us people who love football. Mm. Thank you very much once again to be part of it. And uh, next week, you we'll have a, another hard challenge. To I'm gonna
1: go and take some painkillers for my back and have a, have a strong drink and try to get over this rather stressful experience.
0: I'll, I'll start draw my lease, you know, but I, I'm sure it's going to be a nightmare again. Mate,
1: a good one. A good, pretty good nightmare, exactly. Nice exactly. You,
0: mate. Take care. All See the best say, to mate. you. Cheers, mate. Bye bye.
1: Bye.